0: guys, this is Pamela Fagan Hutchins and I'm wearing a BoucherCon name tag. Look at this, how gauche of me. But I am at BoucherCon for special editions, plural, of Wine, Women, and Writing. And what better place to have it than a convention of authors and readers, which is what BoucherCon is here in Dallas. So that gives me a backstage pass to talk to authors that I'm fans of and get to share with you at Warp speed, tons of great interviews, and tons of great books. So these are off the schedule, just impromptu. Who can I grab in the hallway? <laughs> now, if you would like to subscribe to the podcast feed, the RSS for this to your favorite device, it's totally free. And you can do that at PamelaFaganHutchins.com, where you can also support the show if you'd like and if you do I'm going to name a child after you and I'm not going to give you any money because I don't really make any at writing we don't make any no No. (laughs) we make no money writing it's an obsession not a mm, money making career but really would appreciate it because my goal is to bring other female writers to your attention and help you enjoy the complex authentic female characters that they create out of their fertile imaginations and sometimes their real life experience And while you're out there, if you want to read my USA Today bestselling, um, woohoo, novels, you just knock yourself out, okay? But it's not required. All I really want is for you to listen to the show. And so now, on to the show and our guest for this hour, Kim Black, or Kimberly, I should say Black. Either way is fine. I've known Kim. For a long time. For a long time. And um, I can't say that about everyone that I run into, though sometimes it feels like it, but we've known each other since childhood, really. yeah. So tell us about you and where you're from, what you do, just a little teaser. I am from Amarillo, Texas, which is right dead
1: center of the panhandle. As Um, am I. (laughs) Yes, I was going to say. We've known each other since high school. Mm And um, my goodness, I don't know what else to say. I've and been writing ri- for 35 years almost. Her husband yeah. bought
0: our drinks. He's,
1: he's really good. <laughs> By the way, these
0: are called Drop Dead Reds. If you're watching on video, you can see this lovely, um, special made for Balsher Khan murder martini. So yes. thank you, Riley. And you are a mom, you uh, have been writing for years. I've been writing for a long time. I've been published for several years
1: awesome. Uh, Not as long as I've been writing, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) And none of us have. (laughs) Exactly. You don't want our first books. No.
1: No. Um, I write... I started out with um, historical Christian fiction, and I've got two novels um, that way. I've got two children's books, and then I've got my series of spy novels.
0: Which are the newest addition to your library of offerings, if you will. (laughs) Yes. And by the way, if you are enjoying the vibe here that's because we're in a bar you could have guessed that from the drinks but the music just cranked up and it's going to give us a special ambiance and um, (laughs) people are starting to show up I'm not seeing that many drop-dead reds yet we're trendsetters so it's sure to happen soon so Kim is a member of a writers group that's fabulous in um, Amarillo Texas that I once had the opportunity to go speak at and it was when I was there that I realized looking around Amarillo, Texas, which many of you may not have thought of as the hotbed of literary achievement in the country. You may be thinking it's New York or even, you know, West Coast. It's not. It's Amarillo, Texas. It's Amarillo. It's totally Amarillo. It's not just us. No. <laughs> but, it, but it is also Jody Thomas. It is Marcy McKay. It is um, Nor, not Nora. Uh, Linda Brody. Linda Brody. Um, A.G. Howard there you go. So, little town, big words, Mm -hmm. or lots of words. Lots of words. (laughs) Yeah, and so anyway, next time, next time you're trying to pinpoint, where is the center of the literary universe?
1: It's right in the center of the United States.
0: (laughs) In the center of the panhandle, one of those flyover states. Yes, yes. So, so Kim, as she said, she writes children, she writes um, historical Christian fiction, and she writes uh, suspense mystery thriller, yes. which is what brought her to BoucherCon. So that brings us all the way up to, let's talk about the books that have you here in your series. Yes. The Little Black, Little Black Dress Project series um,
1: includes Little Black Dress and Red Heels and Bear Essentials. Now
0: I'm not familiar with Bear Essentials. Is no, it out Yes, It
1: is out um, oh. this last year. Um, uh, it is super fun. It kind of wraps up that story so it's a continuation. Um, I was just thinking the books themselves, the whole all three books really take place over about a three-month span.
0: I love that. I love the tension and events that are just spinning out of control and carrying yes. the reader and yes. the characters with them. Yes. So start with the beginning with the little black dress project and the first book. Tell us a little bit about okay. it so readers can dive in from the beginning.
1: Okay, um, my main character is Evan Tyler. She is a Texas girl a redhead um, that has become a fashion model through working her way through college um, and she's in Europe doing the fashion scene when she's recruited um, to be an intelligence agent awesome um, so she gets on this team and she is testing the field testing a prototype called the little black dress and it is basically James Bond's car
0: exactly it's
1: like if if Audrey Hepburn was James
0: Bond this is the series <laughs>
1: so that's perfect it Yeah, is, Audrey know?
0: Hepburn meets James Bond breakfast at Tiffany's meets um... so yes. yeah.
1: so she's um, the dress has surveillance equipment. It has body armor. It has a few little weapons here and there. <laughs> um, and then the second one um, continues the basic story. She gets some red heels, red, because what you know? What's more obvious than you've got to have an extra pair of shoes? Have to have a, and you have to
0: have a, <laughs> a pair of red heels if you got the little black dress. Exactly. The pop of color is required. It's
1: required. Um, and then the third story, and the, oh, the second one. First one takes place in Paris. The second one takes place mainly in London. The third one takes place mainly in Kiev, mm. um, which I've been there. I didn't that, see that coming. It, mm. It's crazy, um, and Kiev's got. Uh, there's so many things I left out of that one, um, but it was it was great when we visited there. It was really. It was horrible and interesting. It was right at the war, when the war first began.
0: Okay. And so what took you there? Was it oh, a, a mission trip, I actually. was going to say. Yes. Was it a mission trip? Yes. And yet you came away with, I want to murder people in a book. Yes. Yeah.
1: Because I always want to murder people. <laughs> <laughs> but I always, I so far, have only ever done it in a book.
0: Well, don't ever so, say never, <laughs> exactly. right? Please, exactly. please, <laughs> no, please, no, Kim. <laughs>
1: Uh, but uh, it was it was just so interesting that I included a whole lot of crazy details um, I made some great friends while we were in Ukraine
0: it was really did fun. any of them show up as characters in the book maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> did anyone was... know their characters in the book no No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no there's always characters yeah. every character I think that is in either of my books um, is
0: based on a little pinch of someone I know. I always say that I've got a good imagination, but it's not that good. It's not that good, I mean, I'm a student of the world around me, which it sounds like you are too, with your Kiev settings and your characters. Oh, I loved it, so. Now, with the series, Mm -hmm. you mentioned that you felt like you wrapped that story up. I wrapped that story up. Um,
1: There's a lot of subtext in the story um, that indicates that we've got two to a, a pair of characters that were in a relationship before, and then another pair of characters that were in a business relationship before. Right. And so yes, I remember. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking um, at some point I will probably do some prequels that will maybe novellas and maybe it's even one book but two, you know, put together. Yeah. Um, something like that
0: just to give a little. Um, I don't know, fun background. It's fun, and the readers, I find, really love when their old friends show up in new places. Yes. It's a treat for your fans, yeah, so. Yeah, I think so, and
1: it. Uh, I think it would also show how much the characters have grown, just from... If it, you're taking grow, them back, yeah. Yeah, because they grow a whole lot from the very first chapter to the last chapter of the third book so
0: and it, and there were a few of them that had a significant amount of growth to do even at the time the books were written yes so maybe there could be some what do you call sequels <laughs> well and we might do that yes we, we may do some sequels yes. yes now so what is what is next for you writing wise um you finished up the little black dress project but You've got to be working on something else because writers write. Yes. What you got I, going on? I have a, um,
1: just out of my main editing, we're doing a one more time run through just to make sure that everything's still cohesive, all the things that I went back and fixed. Um, it's actually a YA sci-fi western.
0: Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah, it's <laughs>
1: just, it, and and basically I think it's just um, something that I have to do to yeah. get out of here mm-hmm. so that I can do the rest of other things but um it's kind of based on inspired not based on inspired by um annie oakley and the uh buffalo bills wild west show but it takes place
0: in space
1: so it's like horses in space
0: cool i like that see i love horses and space is good too so I, i love Watching your videos with the
1: horses. <laughs> I do. I love that so much.
0: So for those of you that are podcast listeners and have never been inflicted with my social media, there's a lot of horses, there's a lot of horses. in my social media. They're beautiful. They are so awesome. I miss my horses right now. Okay, we can't talk about okay. that. Okay. <gasps> I'm okay. starting to I'm starting to hyperventilate. <laughs> I'm stuck in the big city without a horse hug. Yes. So.
1: Well, and I'm writing, I'm just about to start. I've got my outline together um, for a noir. Um, really? That's a contemporary noir set in downtown historic Dallas. Wow! And um, but instead of being narrated
0: by the detective, it's narrated by the femme fatale. Ooh! So and s- so, what is it? I would say multiple personality disorder. Mm-hmm. But what makes you write in all these different genres? I mean, I talk to so many people here at BoucherCon Khan who are like on their thirtieth mystery, but you. Are diverse in what you put down I, on paper. I think, um, I,
1: I think it's a mental disorder. I really do. <laughs> it would be I easier just, if it <laughs> um, I, I work with kids a lot. So yeah. maybe that's it yeah. because they're always coming up with crazy things. What if this would happen? And, but I do spend a lot of time with what if.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love. I love that that your imagination is so amazingly wide open and embracing all these different things to write about and that what if is a question that you're willing to follow and explore Mm -hmm. because sometimes i think we get trapped in what we do whether it's because we aren't asking enough what ifs or because we think we're meeting expectations but you're brave i think a lot of it is that i'm afraid that i'm going to get trapped i think
1: that's yeah i think it's a lot of it and and you know i was thinking earlier um Looking through my Instagram feed, I follow a lot of archaeologists. So, look
0: for some stuff like that in the future. That I don't would be know. Cool. Some fun mysteries that That would be very fun. Now, okay, so if you had to pick your favorite child, your favorite not actual child, but your I was going to say I know that one. <laughs> I have two boys and a <laughs> and daughter. It it's
1: my daughter-in-law.
0: Oh, really? So, yeah, I like. I her. see. I feel that about our daughters-in-law really like too. I really like that. Yeah. I mean, you know everything about your kids, which means you know, yeah, you know everything. everything. Yeah. But my daughters-in-law are perfect. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you were to pick a favorite genre to write. I really like mysteries.
1: um is that your go to read as well? It's yes, um I started reading well, I started reading Nancy Drew as soon as I could read, and then went to Agatha Christie right after that and and I love Rex Stout. I love the mm-hmm. Nero Wolf novels. um my dog's name is Archie, so there's the noir, Archie by the way Goodwin. yeah, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. yes, so um that's just if I need something fun to do, if I'm listening to an audiobook, it's usually. A classic okay so
0: paperback ebook or audio
1: oh that's so hard um well I can work my day job and do an audiobook. I cannot do that do anything else yeah um but um yeah if I've got a I, my my iPad is loaded with lots of them and I, and they are convenient to carry and take with me so I'm not carrying a duffel bag Um, but
0: yeah If I have my druthers, if it's snowing outside, real book. Yeah. Yeah. The audio for me has been just life-changing because I find that I don't mind anything if I have an audio book going. Yes. And chirp. Have you done chirp? Is, I just I just signed up for that. Yes. You can you can consume <laughs> your audiobooks at a much lower price. It's so nice. And the Audible daily deal, of course. I always check that. Yes. But I find that the life changer above and beyond audio is the go to sleep function where you put your ears in at night oh. and you set it for half an hour and then you haven't played the whole book in your sleep because I don't know about you, but my oh, husband yeah. falls asleep like that oh, and yeah, I mean, he's do. snoring and I'm not and I do. so Highly recommend. Hey, Yay. I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> are any of your books going to be out or are they out on audio? Um, they are not yet. I am working toward that. I would I would love to do it's that. It's a fun and exciting thing. I, you know, it's, it seems to be that there are some people that just do not have the time or cannot read physical books and that this really seems to reach them and it's exciting. So I look forward to seeing how you branch out into that. I would love to. Now, with respect to um, writing as something that your family sees you do, I hear that your covers are very special on some of your books. Yes. Both of um, my children,
1: both of my boys are... um, Graphic designers and so they have um created my covers I basically give them a laundry list of I want this I want this I want this and they just do it and they work together um little That's black cool yes little black dress um my youngest son Sean he did that completely um but the other two covers were collaborations one and they do everything they start from pencil
0: line drawings yes yeah.
1: And they digitize they it. and yeah, everything. It's amazing.
0: What's wonderful about that, besides that it's really rewarding to work with the people that you love. Yes. I, my husband is my brainstorming partner, and he's my story partner. Yes. And it, to me, that enriches the experience like I'm sure it does for you yes. with the covers. Yes. But they're completely unique. They you are. aren't, like so many of us, having to rely on stock photos and stock art. It's so hard. I, I look at... Um, I.
1: I do research as much as I possibly can. I will spend hours and hours and hours um, in bookstores just looking at covers. And mm-hmm. and I do this where you stand back and you hold your, you know, yeah. Finger. It says, Oh, what does, that, like look like? yes. yeah. <laughs> what does that look like? Thumbnail, yes. How's it looking? Thumbnail. This is what you're going
0: to, the reader's going to see. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> and, um, and they really have stepped up and pretty much given me everything
0: I've ever wanted so that's been really for a mother fantastic. to be able to say that about her children now notice she said that in relation to the covers she did yes. say that her daughter-in-law is her favorite yeah so yes. you know she
1: doesn't she never gives me any kind of <laughs> she doesn't
0: ever call me out on anything either. <laughs> oh, so that's kids. pretty nice
1: That's pretty nice. yeah
0: and so what do you think of your first con?
1: Excited. I have I got to shake hands with Hey Brian and cool. James Patterson Super earlier. Cool. Yeah, so and that was really fun. But I've already met
0: some very sweet people. And it's it's really it's you know, this is billed as a fan convention and half the people here are readers and half the people here mm. are authors. But everybody here really is a reader. Yes. I mean, authors are I readers. Think so. yes. Didn't you
1: read obsessively as,
0: or are you yeah. still do? No,
1: I well, I don't as much as I used to. Well, I mean, I guess if you count the audible books or yeah. audio books, I yes. do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a different um, experience. It's a different, but different it experience, but still counts. Um, but yeah, um, I was <laughs> telling someone earlier. Um, I checked out. Little Women in the third grade so many times that my librarian would not let me check it out anymore. Aww. <laughs> she said, no, Aww. move on. That just makes my heart warm. I, I think I filled up the card. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so favorite books as a kid, Little Women, obviously. Little Women, obviously. For sure.
1: um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Chronicles of Narnia, which, Yes. I mean, my mom started reading that to me
0: before, you know, mm-hmm. so all of that. Um, but I really started Agatha Christie pretty young. I used to go into my mom's bathroom, whatever was beside the tub that she <laughs> yes, was reading. Yes. You know, when I was a teenager, young teen, that's what I was reading. Mm-hmm. And so people will ask authors, often expecting the answer to be something highfalutin, where'd you get your education to become a writer? And the answer would be by reading my mom's uh, books. Because yes. that started a lifelong, you know, delving oh, yes. Into, yes. into writing. I think that, I mean... And especially if I
1: was able to um, check out a book that I wasn't supposed to because I was not in that grade level
0: or, you know, or whatever, then it's, you know, that's pretty cool. It's pretty exciting, which may, reminds me of <clears throat> sixth grade, New Year's Eve. I was spending the night at Dana Epley's house. Uh-huh, yes. Okay. Uh, this is high school. Yes. Y'all just bear with us. <laughs> spending the night at Dana Epley's house, and we were passing around a copy of Judy Bloom's forever okay so yes. you know what age you are if that was what you were doing in yes. yes. sixth grade is sneaking yes. to read forever but authors like Judy Bloom, yes. series like Trixie Belden um Nancy Drew yes. you know all of those just I mean literally it's oh it's not it's not overstating it to say they shaped who I am oh yeah and they're the reason we're here yes
1: well I in the third grade um Miss Jordan at South Georgia Elementary um, was my teacher, and she, after the Little woman yes <laughs> with the library, yeah. um, I started. Uh, I started with the Nancy Drew, and literally every. I mean, if I could do one or two a week, I would, you know, go through there. And I had three friends that during recess one of us, and we switch around, one of us was George, one of us was Bess, and one of us was Nancy. That was it. You know, we're solving,
0: you know, solving problems out on the playground. I love that. And, you know, when you advance that to the grown-up version, it looks like this. (laughs) Or, if you're listening, it sounds like this. And, And I hope that you guys go out and check out Kimberly Black's books, The Little Black Dress Project. She has others as well, but this is for my mystery, suspense, and thriller listeners with a good, strong female protagonist, a James Bond dress. I just, I love that. It's the best. It's the best. And, and really get out there and figure out for yourself that the center of the literary universe is Amarillo, Texas. Ha! So, Kim, thanks so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's I appreciate been fun. it. It has been fun. And for you guys out there, don't forget to check out my website, PamelaFaganHutchins.com, where you can subscribe to and you can support the podcast. Uh, and check out some good books while you're there. This has been, got to say it, a solely-owned and copyrighted production of Authors on the Air Radio Network. And I really appreciate Pam Stack, our producer of this uh, network of shows and how she supports authors and helps us in supporting each other. So, Pam, you rock. And so do you, listeners. Thanks for tuning in.